Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your host, Dolly DeLong. And today I have my friend Angela of the Systems Rx on the podcast. Personally, I have been a huge fan of Angela's for well over a year now. If you recognize her name, she was the contributor to the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle earlier in January of 2022. And just like after working alongside of her and after learning more from her, because she is a funnel queen, you all, and a systems queen, I knew I had to have her on the podcast. There is just so much she's going to share with us today, but I just want to say welcome, Angela. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Of course. Angela, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. So like Dolly said, my name is Angela Tan. I am a funnel tech and automation strategist and the founder of the Systems Rx. And my superpower is helping coaches and course creators leverage tech and automation in their email funnels and client management system that not only supports their clients, but also helps take care of you as a business owner, because as Dolly knows, business owner is not the only title that we own. We are moms, we are caregivers, dog owners, so many other things going on outside of our business. So I'm super passionate about helping online business owners buy back their time with automated workflows so that we can show up in all these other areas of our lives outside of being a business owner. A little bit about my origin story. Yes. I started out as a virtual assistant in January of 2019 um, after being laid off from my nine to five. And I was very new to the online space. I had no idea how big this world <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> literally blown away by how, like, one, how long I've lasted in this space, and two, just how, like, you just never know the connections that you're going to make. But yeah, I started out as a general virtual assistant doing like all sorts of admin tasks for like marketing coaches, business coaches. And I eventually found that I really loved like the systems and automation side of things. So in March of 2020, I niched down and eventually developed this brand of the Systems RX. And the reason why there's an RX in the name is because I was actually in pharmacy school when I was 19. I was in University of Florida College of Pharmacy. So I originally thought when I was a little young and that I was going to be a pharmacist. Um, and I soon realized that that was not for me. But I still really wanted to tie in like my pharmacy background because I went to school for a lot of like science and like chemistry stuff. And I wanted to somehow tie that into my brand. And thankfully, the Systems RX was available. And so I was like, I love right, it. <laughs> that's gonna be it. And I um, and that's kind of how everything started. And recently in the past year or so, I've niched down even further to like funnel tech and automations versus like system setup. But yeah, that's kind of how I got started and how I'm how I've landed here. And I know today we're going to be talking about just like how to create a hands off 
hospitality. I know that phrase seems very strange, <laughs> but what what Angela is going to be sharing with us today is how to just automate different phases of your client workflow. So before we dive into the heart of the topic, I wanted to ask you what influenced you to even want to research, want to start sharing with others about the topic of hands-off hospitality? Yeah. So like Dolly said, hands-off hospitality name sounds kind of weird. Yeah, it's-, <laughs> it's like very like contradicting, like what? <laughs> um, but um, it's all about setting up automated workflows in your client management system that provides high touch, but very hands-off on your part care for your clients. And like I talked about earlier, your business isn't the only thing that you are focused on, especially if we are moms. And sometimes when we have all these other titles going on outside of our business, we don't feel like we can fully own the title of being a business owner because you're constantly drowning and barely keeping up with all the things you need to do to keep your business running and make your clients feel like they are taken care of. But you don't want your client management client management system and the delivery of your service to reflect that. And oftentimes I feel like as moms, we may feel less than like compared to other online business owners who don't have kids. Because even though we all have the same 24 hours in a day, we do not have the same 24 hours as people who do not have kids. So how do we look at our tech stack and leverage automation to buy us back time? To help us not only take care of our clients, but also take care of ourselves as business owners and have those automations kind of be like gatekeepers for our mental space and energy. A big part of how I kind of develop hands-off hospitality is because my son, who's turning four soon, he was born with a congenital heart defect. Um, He had a big hole in his heart called a ventricular receptal defect, and he needed open heart surgery at six months old. And so this, you know, his surgery was you know, well over three years ago, but we still have lots of doctor's appointments that we go to. And because of his heart condition, there has been some like developmental delay. So he has like therapy and like neurologist appointments, so many doctor's appointments. It takes away time from me being able to show up for my business and being like really hands-on on my computer and business to take care of my clients. So how can I set up automations for my own business to take care of my people, but also still show up for Justin. So that's kind of how that came about too. So really one of the stems was like your heart, what is Justin? Like mm-hmm. making a more time and being flexible as a mom. Yes, absolutely. I totally hear that. I We were chatting about our sons. Our sons are, are around the same age and just like how much we just love them. And at the same time, there's this like dual mentality of we also love investing in our businesses too. So it's just like walking that line of Mm -hmm. investing in kids, but also investing in our businesses. Yeah. So hands-off mentality, it's kind of like like you are working through your client experience, your workflows of that client experience for a specific service and seeing where you need to be more hands-on and then what parts can be automated. Yes. Is that a good summary of it? Pretty much, yeah. And we'll get into a little bit more detail into how you can do that, but that's pretty much a gist of it. How can you provide high-class, high-touch hospitality to your clients without having to be so like tied to your computer and basically working overtime um, in your business? 
Okay. Well, now that you've like gotten everybody excited about this, I know there are, I know I have listeners who take notes during the episodes. So Angela, can you share this process with us? Like what are some tangible tips that we can apply to our services today or even our products today that could be a hands-off hospitality mindset. It's so weird to say that. It's so weird to say that. Yeah. So the first thing you want to do when you're implementing automated workflows in your client management system, I highly recommend breaking it down in phases, preferably in chronological order of the client journey so that you don't overwhelm yourself in the beginning. Because oftentimes you're like, okay, where do I start? What can I even automate? Start with breaking down your client journey in chronological phases. And I like to start with what I call the discovery phase, which is when someone is thinking about working with you, because that's where the first impression is made, right? And so in that discovery phase, let's say they submit an application to work with you. um, And after that, they go into the decision phase of making a decision if they're going to move forward and actually work with you or if they're going to go another route. And the next step after that is what I call the deal phase. And we hopefully close a deal in that phase and they make a payment. So then we onboard them as a client. And then after that, they enter the during phase, which is essentially when they are working with you and when you are delivering your services. And once their time is up, we go into the dismissal phase where we offboard them. So those are usually the five phases that I see in most client journeys. So like I said, identify the different phases of how people are working with you, how your clients are working with you. Once you do that, then you can go into each phase and determine, okay, what am I currently doing manually? What is taking up the most time? Like what's the biggest time suck? And what are my current clients struggling with in each of those phases? So maybe you're noticing in your during phase of when the clients are working with you, you're constantly getting emails or DMs like right before a coaching call where clients are like, where's a Zoom link? What's a Zoom link? Or like other things like logistics wise about your coaching program. So maybe they're wondering like when the recording for the coaching call will be posted or where can they find a Q&A form to submit their questions, things like that. So what are your clients constantly like not bugging you about, but like every time you get a DM about it, you're like, yeah. yeah, every time you get like a, a message about it, you're like, oh, like how can I prepare for this better so that they're not having to reach out to you? Um, for these things that we can easily like implement systems and automations for so that we give them the information that they need and set them up for success. And like I said, it's kind of like a gatekeeper for your mental space and energy because when you're trying to prepare yourself for a coaching call and suddenly you're bombarded with like these messages, it it just like it takes away like how you're gonna show up on a on a call. So setting these automated workflows up, you know, looking at the different phases of of what your current clients are struggling with in each phase and then determine, okay, what can I automate in this phase and how can I make the client experience better in that particular phase? Um, You want to ask yourself those questions in every phase of your client journey and do an in-depth audit of what's currently working and what's not working. Um, and I like to do it like on a piece of paper. What's it? What do they call it in school? Like hot dog style. You're like fold it hot dog style, oh, and you like break it down. Like what's working? I don't know. That sounds delicious. 
<laughs> it's about lunchtime. We're getting yeah. hungry over here. Yeah, so like you can do it on paper if it's easier for you to like map it out on paper or do it on a Google Doc. And if you have a virtual assistant that like takes care of these tasks for you, maybe also audit what their tasks are on the mm-hmm. daily. Like what are they doing manually to see what you can automate to save both of you time, possibly save like your investment and having to pay them hourly to do these things that certain softwares can handle, which we're going to dive into that next is you want to look also at your tech stack to see what the current softwares you have can do for you. Like what features those softwares have that you're already paying for um, that you're not realizing that you have access to. So highly recommend taking some time to explore your tech stack, find out what features you're not utilizing that can be beneficial for your business to buy back your time. This is a bonus tip. I love joining Facebook groups for the softwares that I pay for because people ask questions within those groups about like how to do certain things and it gives you ideas on what you can set up for yourself and your business and you're like oh I didn't know I can do that or like also they share like new features or like software updates in those groups so you're up to date on the functionality of the software as well or even if there's like random glitches you know, because glitches happen with softwares. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's why this software wasn't working today because there was a glitch on this. So like, I highly recommend joining Facebook groups for the softwares that you pay for. Um, just so, so you're smart. involved on like, what's going on with the software. But sorry, I need to take a breath. It's okay. But for those of you who don't know, Angela is literally, what do you share 37 weeks? Yeah, 37 weeks. Yeah, so she's a she's a trooper, you all. Like, I was like, when I asked her before, when is the baby coming? Because I'm like, maybe it will not come during this. <laughs> Don't come during the interview. But no, she she's about to give birth to beautiful baby number two any yes. any day now. So, not today, but <laughs> oh yeah, not today. <laughs> After this interview. After this interview. (laughs) But yeah, so you want to really take the time to be strategic about your tech stack, um, especially before you start building any automations. And also a lot of these softwares give you free trial. Take advantage of the free trial because you don't want to like pay for software and like waste your money on softwares that you don't need. And sometimes it's not a matter of having to switch your softwares entirely or like having to like upgrade to the most like expensive and robust ones. It's also figuring out what works best for you and your business and what you can manage and handle on a daily basis. So you might find out that one software doesn't give you the features that you need to execute the workflows that you had in mind when we, you know, when we broke down the different phases and what you want to automate in those phases. So take the time to strategize and it'll save you a lot of time building and rebuilding and tearing things down. And that's where the headache happens when you're like, oh my God, this is so intimidating. Um, You just want to really take the time to strategize your tech stack. And I love that. Did you purposefully do it as like different Ds, like 5D? Yeah. I love it. Okay, I'm like, this is, I don't, I don't know if this is an accident or not, but this is a great, this is great. I try to like keep like, like even like hands off hospitality, like the H and the H. Oh, yes. So, okay. So that kind of brings me to my next question for you. So after a business owner goes through, let's say one service of theirs from start to finish the client journey and they pick it through with the 5D formula. So the discovery phase, decision, the deal phase, 
the during phase and mm-hmm. then dismissal phase, what what is their next step? Like after they've discovered, okay, this is where I can automate. This is where I can, I need to be hands-on. And this is what I can hand off to my VA. Then what do you recommend? Then you dive into what I think is the most fun part and you start building all the automations yeah. and workflows and testing it out. So much fun. I can spend all day doing that and probably like dive into the rabbit hole and like not eat and drink for hours because it's so much fun. But yeah, I... You would want to, after you've mapped everything out, then you start building the workflows and testing it out. And it might be a matter of trial and error. Like you might have to test it out over a couple of months to see, okay, is this still working? That's something you should kind of always do after, Mm -hmm. you know, like every quarter is just kind of do an audit. Like, is this still working? How can I make it better? And because then you never know, maybe that software that you're using will release a new feature that can take it to the next level. So Build it out and then test it out. See how things are working. Maybe I highly recommend like doing a client feedback form in that dismissal phase to get feedback from your clients on like how they felt like they were taken care of during their time with you. And from there, you can see, you know, a lot of the things of what you can improve. So maybe it was, you know, I wish I would have known when the recordings were posted or like things like that so that you can constantly improve your client experience with automated workflows. Um, One thing I will say is with softwares, and I know Dolly agrees with me, Zapier should be your first like VA slash hire slash investment. They don't even have an affiliate program for me to like share an affiliate link, but I will gladly talk about Zapier all day because like their free plan comes with like five free single step workflows which is plenty already but if you do their like most basic starter plan if you do month to month it's 25 dollars a month for like 20 zaps which is so much cheaper than hiring a virtual assistant who is 25 to 30 dollars an hour yeah yeah so like you look at the money investment and also the time investment like those zaps work instantly mm-hmm. so you're not having to hire a va and then re- train them first of all and then have to wait on the va to take on those tasks on their time where the zaps can take care of those instantly for you can you share an example of that of what you would mean by how a zap has taken the place of a va Yeah, so one workflow that I love to automate in Zapier is creating a, once a client pays, creating a client folder in Google Drive. Also automating, because you know when you create and share a Google folder, you have to like update the sharing permissions. And sometimes if you don't do that, the client has to like request access and you have to like manually grant access. So you can actually, yeah. yeah, you can automate updating that sharing permission so that when the client gets the link to their client folder, the sharing permissions are already updated so they don't have to request access. And then the step after that is including the link to their client folder in the onboarding email that gets automatically sent after the client pays. So that's like three different things that your VA would do, but it's taken care of instantly with a zap. And you can get even more like complicated with this if your client folder, like let's say you have a client folder template that needs to be duplicated for each new client. Mm-hmm. And let's say there are subfolders and like different like templates within the client folder that need to be duplicated for each client. You can yeah. set all those up like to be automated within the zap. 
if you have like the paid Zapier plan. So setting up a Zap like that, where all those things get taken care of instantly and the client gets access to that client folder with all of those files in their onboarding email within minutes of like signing up to work with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's for $25 a month if you sign up for Zapier. Like, that's crazy. That's really good. And, and you can and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you use a lot of different programs too. Like, if you are a creative business owner who uses a CRM platform like HoneyBook or Dubsado or 17 Hats, I can speak with confidence. I know you that could happen within Dubsado. Like, with whenever a client signs a contract, pays an invoice, you can set it up to where they automatically receive their client portal like Mm -hmm. within seconds of like it's just like reading the next like that workflow is set up to read what has happened before then yeah trigger the triggers we're looking for the triggers so Mm -hmm. yeah so that is a great tip right there yeah so and there's so many things that you probably don't know you can automate in zapier you can honestly i can play around in zapier for because there's there's possibilities just feel endless yeah and and like I love like what I try to call it in my CEO days what what does a business coach call it I work for a business coach that called it like your 10% time or 20% time where like you should spend time like every week working on your own business and a part of how I spend that time is figuring out okay what new automations can I learn or like implement and Like I like to take some of that time and play around like with the um, workflows in Zapier or like the automations in ClickUp or whatever and see like, okay, what can I automate? And yeah, it's so much fun. I just learned how to set up in Zapier every time I get paid. I get, this seems so basic, but for me, this was like a game changer, like just to remind me like, wow, like I'm making money, you know, the dream, like passive income, like slowly. But every time I get paid, I get a notification on my cell phone because I set it up. A text message? Yeah. Yes. Those are the best. I have that that too. Yeah. And it's like, it could be at 10 p.m. I like made a sale for $27. I'm like, wow, I didn't have to do anything. Like, I know. It's just fun. Yeah, I have that set up too. The other night I was eating dinner and I got my son was watching YouTube videos on my phone and I saw yeah. a notification like you made a sale and I was like oh it's just I like know. a nice little like like surprise throughout the yeah. day it's like a little Christmas treat for you during yeah. the day so yeah and I you can it. set up like text notifications like that for like when a client signs a contract or when it's time to offboard a client and you need like a reminder to like send them like a voice note or something like that you can set up text notifications for so many different things it goes straight to your phone I just had a business idea for you and I'm like you probably already want to do this but I think you should create like a go-to Zapier document for like oh. to yeah, like just like these are the most popular Zaps for this industry and then like have like a tutorial I don't know I'm just like literally thinking out loud for you I'm like I would totally buy that from Angela and you guys I have bought things from Angela she has. Dolly's like, like my number one fan yeah, I'm like okay if Angela made it I'm buying it and then I'm learning from her so I'm like okay well Angela, here's a business idea for you right here I might I might think about that during maternity leave and just yeah see what I can map out for different like industries I love that that would be awesome. So, okay, I know I derailed this a little bit, but we were talking about your 5D formula and going back to like after Zapier, what were you going to say? After you, you've built all your zaps in Zapier and then you test it out, like I said, every quarter, set up a task for yourself to audit 
what's been working and what hasn't been working. Also, a bonus tip on Zapier is set up in the settings of your notifications for when a zap fails because it happens. You never know with tech. It will happen, but you want to be notified when it happens. So I would, number one, in your email inbox, set up like a filter for any emails that come through from Zapier to like be marked important or like flagged or something like that so you don't miss it. That way, when something goes wrong, you can go straight into Zapier and like fix the problem versus finding out a week or two later that 20 of your zaps have not been working or like you need to like rerun a bunch of things that were supposed to be automated so yeah that's a bonus tip there but after you've built your workflows I mean it's pretty much just looking at how things are working and just kind of maintaining it and monitoring it if you find out that you know one automation is too complex for you and you decide that you do want you know more of a human element in there that needs more manual touch like that's Mm -hmm. okay you don't have to automate everything. It really is a game of like playing around to see what works for you. Or maybe even your client feels like it was too automated. So then you can also look at that and see, okay, how can I still add a touch of me in this workflow without overworking myself? Once you've built it out and you've tested it out over time, you know, just looking at kind of like I said earlier breaking it down into different phases again as you do these audits quarterly or whatever it is and seeing what is working and what's not working so can we start at even the discovery phase like what are some hands-off hospitality or automated things you can do in the discovery phase yeah okay so someone submits an application to work with you the first thing that they should see after they have taken the time to submit an application is a thank you page. A thank you page is such a great place to make a good first impression because they, like I said, they've just taken all that time to submit an application to work with you. Um, You want to welcome them to your community if they're new to your little space in the internet. Let them know what to expect next. Um, So maybe they're going to get an email from you within... 48 to 72 hours. So let them know to look, keep an eye out in their inbox from an email from you, maybe even put the email address that you're going to be sending emails from so that they can either whitelist it or just keep an eye out for it. Add like a fun little GIF on the thank you page or even a video from yourself just to like put a name or a face to the name. Um, And they can like see you, they can hear your voice. And like I said, invite them to your community if you have if you're on Instagram, or if you have a free Facebook group that they can join. So that would be an example of making sure that when someone submits an application to work with you, it gets redirected to a thank you page, where you're welcoming them into your community. So that's like a a great first place to start. And like I said, it can be automated because you're redirecting. That's a very small automation that most people don't think about. It's just redirecting them to a thank you page. And it also like you own that like little piece of, that sounds weird, little piece of the internet. Like you own that web page, like yeah. the redirect page. So you the goal is, especially if you are really into like getting ranks, good SEO and traffic to your website, like a person is staying longer on your website, which is a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. So that's one example in like the discovery okay. phase. And I can do one in the, the decision phase. Okay. So when somebody is making a decision to work with you, most of the time, so let's say you've approved their application and you've sent them a link to pay the invoice, sign a contract. Most of the time, and I'm guilty of this, 
I don't do it right away <laughs> and I need yeah. reminders. Like even yeah. if even though I know I'm a hundred percent for sure gonna work with that person, as a mom, I just have so many things going on that like I may not do it right then and there. And yeah. I'm probably going to forget about it. So you want to set up automated reminders following up with them until they make the payment. Obviously, you want to time those reminders ethically. You don't like bombard them like every hour. And I like to tailor it to what your audience is like. So for example, like with us being moms, we may kind of have to budget it out like you know we got babysitters to pay daycare and like all these things so we may need more time to make a decision so Mm -hmm. you may want to space it out like a day or two to follow up if your audience is moms if your audience is like bookkeepers you know they're going to be crunching numbers before they make a decision so they're going to need time so set up automated reminders to follow up with them until they make a decision and then also when they do make a decision let's say your follow-up your automated follow-up reminders is like a set of like five emails. Let's say mm-hmm. they pay on like email three. You want to make sure that they don't get the remaining emails after they've already paid. Because then it might like throw them off like, wait a minute, I, I just made like a four-figure investment and I'm still getting like emails to to make the payment, but I did. And then it makes them wonder like, did I get like, did she get my payment? Did I get scammed or whatever? So setting up an automation that when that client status is detected to remove them from getting those automated reminders. That's really good. And that's something I know that you can easily set up in like a client relationship management tool, a CRM Mm -hmm. tool. So yeah, that's awesome. Those are two really good examples. Yeah. So when you close a deal and they make the payment, um, actually, I kind of talked about this earlier. So now you're onboarding them as a client. So then there's that Workflow that I talked about earlier where you can set up a zap that automatically creates the client folder and then automatically updates the sharing permissions and then also adding the link to that client folder in the onboarding email that they get. And then also make sure that your onboarding email is like a very thorough email that has all the logistics of your coaching program or your services. You know, what can they expect? Like I said, you want to set them up for success so that when they are working with you, they're not constantly wondering, where can I find this? Like what, like, where is this resource? Blah, blah, blah. You want to set them up for success right from the get-go. If you have like weekly or like bi-weekly calls, I also recommend creating a um, shareable Google calendar link so that they can just add the calls straight to their calendar Um, And they have those reminders already set up to like block out their time for the coaching calls for them. So that is an example of the deal phase. And then the during phase, coaching call reminders, or even just call reminders if if you don't do coaching. Let's say you meet with the person once a week or like once every two weeks, whatever it is, setting up reminders that go out either 24 hours before the call or an hour before the call because people need reminders and reminders never hurt. So yeah, setting those up so that they are automated and then also making sure that when their time is up with you, you remove them from those reminders because nobody wants to get those reminders after their time has ended with you. It gets gets a little bit confusing. Um, so I guess that takes us into the, the dismissal phase where you're offboarding them. And a workflow that you should have there is number one, adding like an alumni status to their profile in your client management system or your email marketing platform. 
and also making sure that they get an offboarding email, letting them know, like, here are the next steps. If there's another way that they can work with you after their time with you has ended, if there's a testimonial form you want them to fill out, including that in the offboarding email. You are really good about sending notifications to your Starbucks account. Yeah. gifts to your clients and I'm like wow like that is such a good idea so you can set up like I I love getting gifts at the end of like working with a coach because yeah. I think it's more like a reward um, yeah. versus like in the beginning so in the offboarding you can set up notifications so that you get a reminder to send them a gift and whether it's a Starbucks gift card or like a gift box or whatever, making yeah. sure that you have a system set up to remind you to send them a gift and something I like to do so let's say in the onboarding In the onboarding phase, you make them fill out an onboarding form that has their mailing address. In the offboarding phase, you want to make sure that you double check that mailing address is still valid because what if they've moved in between? And you don't want to send, like if you are sending something physical, you don't want to send it to the wrong address. So in that offboarding email, also just double checking, this is the mailing address that we currently have on file. Just want to make sure that it's the same mailing address. So Yeah, so many different things you can automate in all those different phases, but those are just little examples in each phase that um, you can implement right away. Yeah, I love it. And it's also like surprising and delighting your clients along the way, like sprinkling Mm -hmm. by sprinkling automation. And we're both fans of automation, but I firmly believe like that automation can truly be like a good client experience, like you can set it up to be a good client experience where they feel like it's personalized mm-hmm. because I have done the, the discovery, fa- like I have that phase in my mind. I'm like, I have this nailed down, like maybe I need a tweak. I don't know, but I have started incorporated incorporating video more in the last two years in this first phase. And because of that, I get messages from my clients who then booked me that said that that video was like so personal. Like they Mm -hmm. loved connecting with me. And it was just like a generic video I made to put on the thank you page. Yeah. And there's some like you can do videos like Dolly said. You can do – there's a platform called like Video Ask, which is essentially like a chat bot but like with videos. Yeah. And like the person responding on the other end can even record videos back to you so there's like so many different depending on what your budget is for software there's so many different things you can try out but even just recording like a simple video like dolly said it can really take it to the next level in your workflows exactly oh man angela this is all so good i'm so excited for somebody to take notes and and to learn from you and i am going to unashamedly like promote like ask you to like talk more about your hands-off hospitality workshop which i will link in the show notes so hands-off hospitality is a three-part workshop series again where we talk about how we can leverage tech and automation to be a 24-7 client concierge for your coaching program. And so 
I'm going to give you guys the first part of the workshop series for free in the link in the show notes. So go in there. And in that first part, I go over the two approaches to a solid and sustainable automated enrollment funnel, and then also how to infuse automation with client experience when in that discovery phase. So that would be my special gift for you guys. Go and download it. Dolly, like she mentioned earlier, she purchased the bundle. And yes, thank you so much for supporting me. Of course, of course. You are the real deal when it comes to tech and automations for funnels. So I will always point people to you. Okay, Angela, how can people find you, work with you, talk to you, get to know you? Where do you want to point people to? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is thesystemsrx. That's mainly where I hang out. I might take a little break in the next coming months for maternity leave, so we'll see. But yeah, that's mainly where you can find me. Feel free to DM me if you listen to this episode. Um, let me know what you what your biggest takeaway was. Um, and if you'd like to work with me, I do offer VIP days where I can either integrate your evergreen funnel with automations, basically set up all the integrations and test it out for you. Or I can also set up automated workflows for your coaching or one-on-one program. So I have VIP days for both of those different paths. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Angela. It was so great having you. And I cannot wait for people to listen to this and hopefully work with you. So I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Dolly. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.